um, despite the fact that at times they uh, may do things that we totally disagree with. God calls us to honor them anyway. And, and this honor is something we give that's not according to they deserve it. It's something we give because God says we're to give honor. And so the lifestyle of the kingdom is to honor. And so now our focus is not on what's wrong around us and not what's wrong with people or what's wrong with officials. Our focus is on what's right about them and we honor them because of who they are. And so it's not earned, it's given. And so this, this wonderful culture of honor is a powerful kingdom attitude that transforms our lives, that transforms us and our relationship to those who hold authority, those who are in places of honor. It is toward God, it's toward those who hold positions above us, it's toward those who hold a place beside us and with us. And it's also to those in our families and, and, and those who maybe hold a position under us and, and are actually giving us honor. We honor them as well. So honor in the home is the subject today. And, uh, uh, you know, it's the most powerful, amazing place to begin to practice the principles of honor. And so uh, we want to encourage you this morning as families and as, and as lovers of Jesus to begin building a culture of honor in your home. And so uh, uh, in an honor environment, God's grace and power are released in a wonderful way. And I guess it's only in the last four or five years that we've found terminology or words to explain this principle, though we stumbled into it by the grace of God many years ago. And uh, we began our journey um, uh, some 30 years ago, Vicky and I, uh, into marriage. And uh, we have discovered along the way that God has blessed us to understand some of these principles of honor and uh, we, Vicky and I hope to encourage you today in your walk and in your journey of working out honor in your home because it brings heaven to earth and uh, it changes our relationship from one of um, manipulation or intimidation or control or fear-based living into one of glorious freedom and acceptance and love. So this morning... Um, I've said a lot already, and Vicky's here. She's going to be definitely sharing and participating here this morning. Um, but I, I just wanted to start by reading a scripture in 1 Peter 3. And so if you want to um, have a look in your Bible there. All right, 1 Peter 3 says this, and it's in the context of Christian relationships. We won't read the seven or eight verses preceding this. But um, 1 Peter 3.7 says this, says, Husbands, likewise, dwell with them, with your wives, in an understand, with understanding, giving honor to the wife as the weaker vessel and as being heirs uh, together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. All right, now that's a, a very, very powerful scripture. And, um, and the first thing it says to us, and I'll comment on various bits of this verse as we go along here, but the first thing it says is to dwell with your wife or your partner with understanding. And so I want to look 30 years ago, Vicky and I began our journey, madly in love, got married, 
Um, and of course, this was the brightest um, light on the horizon for me, besides the Lord Jesus. <laughs> this lady, when she came into my life, she brought a whole new dimension of life and living, and life became a whole lot better. And so, uh, but the thing was, my understanding, I was already in ministry in Moirewa, and had been so for five years or so, and um, I longed to have a wife because I thought, if I've got a wife, man, I can do more. I can, I can accomplish more. There's just so much more potential. And so, madly in love, married, Vicky comes into the home, and uh, I began to do the more. You know, man, I could be out more nights now, and, you know, there was meals, and, you know, washing done, and all these, I didn't have to do so much now, so I could do more. And Vicky spent that first year. Well, yes, we were madly in love. We just were so excited about um, our future. We had big dreams together. My dream was that it's going to be so fun. I'm going to have we in our courtship. We just had tons of time together. We um, we talked and we um, did things together. It was so exciting and fun. And then um, after we got married. About a month later, then I got pregnant, and then um, and then Howie was out more and and um, and out at night and, and things, and he just was hardly home, and it was like oh my dream popped, <laughs> and it was like I was just so looking forward to the, the fun and the joy of bringing a baby into this world into a loving family with a dad and a mum, and um and to be able to do fun things together as a family, and so. Um, in um, the first year of marriage, I was just crying all the time, <laughs> and I was just I was just weeping a lot because I thought we were going to be together and do stuff together and um, and be able to um, and, and then then just thought oh, this is going to be awful. This baby's going to be in this home and the father's gone all the time, and um, and so I I was just um, pretty pretty crying all the time. Eh? So then. So then I had to go back and read Genesis um, again. And 2.18 says, you know, God said it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper. And I'd got the helper before the companionship. And uh, I was uh, relating to Vicky on the basis that she was my wife and she had things to do and things to get done. And uh, she was wanting the companionship and the relationship. And I'll tell you this, whenever we relate to people, whether it's our wife, our children, or those around us, on this basis of when you perform well and do everything you should, then the relationship will be good. Um, You are heading down a very disastrous track (laughs) because God calls us to honor and love people not because of their performance, but because of who they are. And so when I figured it out that she was first to be my companion and I began to focus on relationship, then things really, really took a huge change. So I want to encourage you that this honour, honouring each other, not for what they do and how they perform, but for who they are. See, God says we're to honour our wives and... um, because of the position God gave them beside us and together with us, not because of 
how much they can do or how talented they are or anything in those dimensions. It's about the fact that God has placed them beside us um, as a companion. And when you get that right, helpmate comes on into place. All right, so that was a big learning for us. Joyfully, joyfully. Joyfully. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. All right, so um, that was the first big thing. The second thing that we discovered um, very along the way was that we are quite different in personality. And uh, Vicky is the fun-loving, people-centered, relationships first. Um, and she just loves um, the, the do. She loves being and just enjoying people. She loves bright color and life and, and, and joy and celebration. You know, I work every day, but she loves to celebrate the moments. And... Um, <laughs> I just thought this morning how spiritual um, Pastor Ruth was because she had a brightly colored water bottle there. And I said, Vicky, that's your seat. That, the Holy Ghost has arranged the right water bottle for you. And that darker, sort of more subdued one, that's me. You know? But she's, that's who Vicky is. Um, all right, so because she's people-focused and she uh, uh, loves um, people, enjoys people and relationships and fun and um, doing the home is a little messy at times. And, uh, yeah, I would come home and say, what did you do today? Uh, she could tell me about my personality. Well, Howie's personality is he's task-orientated, and everything is in order, and it's just beautiful. When Howie does something, it's up to perfection. And if you give him a job, it's done so well, and it's like the, it's like... Our house is, I feel like a princess in our house because everything is just beautiful, does things nicely, and he finishes things. I find it very hard to finish something, but he finishes things well. And um, so it's it, it, tasks, order, and, um, and perfection is um, how, how he sees the world, <laughs> which is not how I see it. <laughs> All right. So, so what happened in our home was um, conflict because I had expectations of how things should be. And, of course, Vicky had expectations of how I should be. And what, happened, what happens there was you want to try and change the other person to be how you think they should be. And um, I saw it as my divine mission to make this lady tidy on time and uh, get things done. And she saw it as her mission to um, enable me to stop doing stuff and just sit down and enjoy the world as it was. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, a great liberty came into our lives when we recognized and began to honor the design in each other that God had actually created us individually the way we are. And when we begin to honor that and not try and change that, you see, this is a very powerful principle. And I would say the greatest transformation of our lives together came as we understood that God had created us uniquely different, different personalities, different ways of viewing life and doing life. But when we began to stop trying to change each other, but accept the way each one was and just live in that, 
a great liberty came. Look, it's still there. You don't try, I mean, it goes on through all your life. And I just celebrate who Vicky is. I'll tell you what, today I am so grateful for this lady and the gift she is in my life. She's different. She does life differently. She still does. But now it's no longer a source of conflict. It's actually a source of, of, of blessing. And I'll tell you what, if Vicky wasn't in my life, there'd be no celebration. There'd be not much fun. It'd be about work and getting stuff done, you know? And um, so, so, yeah, Vicky, you comment on and it's amazing. Once we understood the personality types, um, the four personality types for us, that's the way we learned it. And um, it's, it's been a remarkable journey of being able to live in a house that doesn't have judgment. Um, and it's been a beautiful, uh, it's just the most beautiful thing in a relationship that when we learn not to judge each other and just to enjoy, oh, that's the way how he thinks. That's okay. That's the way how he does it. And to, to celebrate that, to understand that and to release him to be himself but then to be able to talk about the things that bother us in a in a in an honouring way to each other, so yeah. we can work it out how we want to do it, so it makes a, a nice home for both of us. <laughs> and the culture of honour is one that you want to look after your mate and the things that are important to him, and he wants to look after the yeah. things in my life that's important to me. So thank you. Yeah. And when, when, sorry, when you when you live in a place that's no judgment, you want to give your whole self and your whole heart to that person. <laughs> All right. So there's this honouring of you know, the person for who God created them to be and um, just celebrate the differences. You know, look, it, it, it's, it's all of life. Um, you know, Vicky's still Vicky and I absolutely have just completely set her free to be who God made her to be and she does the same with me. You know, when I go out to do something in the garden or in the yard, I'll get my tools out and I'll do my job and I'll put them away. Vicky will get them out but... <laughs> They'll stay out. And um, her philosophy is, I'm going back tomorrow. Well, tomorrow can be anything from one day to a year later. And uh, I see my beautiful tools rusting away in the garden. And so we just have these differences of how we do life. And, and, we, and, and so we, we work together. And I say, honey, you're going to put those tools away? No, I'll be out tomorrow. Oh, that's good, love. I'll put them away for you and you can get them out again tomorrow. So... You learn to work things out along the way, but you honour each other. When you honour and not take the judgment off, take the criticism off, take this performance-driven living off one another and just begin to honour the person God's put in your life, you will see them blossom in a beautiful way and you'll understand that what attracted you to them is the very thing that you need in your life. I needed celebration, man. I was the person who just did not celebrate. <laughs> and I needed order. <laughs> <laughs> and so when you honour the design, God will greatly bless your home. So, um, all right, so the, this understanding to honour the difference and value the differences. All right, so I wanted to just um, look at First Peter Scripture has quite a bit of things in there. Um, giving honour to the wife. She's physically weaker, but she's a joint here of the grace of life. And so um, the, her, her gifts and her talents and the potential of her life is amazing. And together we um, work out those things as joint heirs of the grace of life. And uh, men, there's a little bit of a, 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 a um, caution to us there. When we honor them well, it says God, will, our prayers will not be hindered. And that's a great incentive, isn't it? Yeah. 
keep that on high, guys, because we can't afford to have any blockages up there. All right, so um, I wanted to just go over now into Romans and just um, take one verse there from Romans 5, where it just speaks about uh, husbands loving their wives. And and, uh, there's quite a long section there about loving our wives as Christ loved the church. I'm sorry, I'm not in Romans, in Ephesians. You want to find it for me, hun? All right, so in in Ephesians 5 there, um, there's a a long context there, a long passage that talks about as Christ loved the church, we are to love our wives. And I'll just grab the last verse there in, in 533. It says, Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Um, and Vicky's just going to share something on this. There's a little, um, a neat little thing in this verse that will really, really help you. So I'm going to let Vicky share on that. Thank you. I um, found it such a powerful un- understanding when I understood um, the, uh, the... Have you heard about the crazy cycle? It's about um, a guy that talks about love and respect. And... Um, and he talks about how a woman's deepest, greatest need is love. And, and we want unconditional love. And usually when we, when we are at our worst, we just need someone to love us unconditionally. Mm. And, um, and, and a guide's greatest need um, is respect. And when he's at his worst moment, he really needs respect, not love. <laughs> and we think, us girls think love is like, love you, darling. You, you know, just, I just think you're amazing and that kind of stuff. But, but a, guy, it needs, a guy needs way more than that. He needs um, us to really honour, um, not touch his self-worth and, um, and to really honour his attributes, honour and respect his, um, the, the work that he does, thank him and to be super grateful for the things he does and to be just able to really, um, and, and really um, listen to, the, to his um, perspective and to treat that um, with dignity and um, and then and, and likewise he turn, he does it back back again it's not a one person band you know it's a marriage is like we co co ears you know and joint ears and um and but but it's but it's, it's through that culture of honor that makes it happen and his like an a guy's un, his need is um, unconditional respect and a, and a woman's is unconditional love and so there's a guy that talks about the crazy cycle and that what happen hop, uh, what happens to make is that, is that um, he talked about it being the two ingredients for a successful marriage, and he talked about that um, that if a a lady is um, in conflict, say um, a lady's um, would tend to um, be uh, disrespectful to the man, he'll feel, feel that disrespect, and then he will feel like I don't want to love the girl. And then she feels, he's not loving me, and she gives disrespect back to him. And then, then, then he feels the disrespect, and he doesn't want to love her back. And so, but the, and it starts to spin in a crazy cycle of disrespect and unlovingness. But it just takes one person to stop the cycle. And, um, and, and, and for the, his, if, I, if, if one of us can be um, the one that loves, and if I... If I if I choose to love, um, to honour Howie and to respect him, it, it pulls out of him a desire to love and honour me. And then that love, it just pulls me to want to honour him more. And it, it goes a, health, a healthy cycle. And it just becomes, a, it spins on a beautiful cycle of life and health. 
And um, I had a friend that I did this, um, that we learnt this together, and her marriage was really, um, he, her guy didn't want to talk to her, and, um, and she was a really strong, strong girl. And, um, and, and the way she treated him was not respectfully. And when she understood that key, she thought, but he's not going to give it back to me. You know, if I learnt this, it's not fair. You know, <laughs> he won't be able to do the love part. And it's just, it just, ta- just takes one. The whole thing was talking about one person. And so she started to really honour her man and listen to him and value what he said rather than just on top of him, you know, and, um, and, and not to try and control his thoughts, but to really lift his thoughts up and to hear it. And, um, and when she did that, um, he, just, he just started to open his heart up. He started to talk to her. And they had this amazing strength of relationship they'd never had before. And they had this one year of amazing, joyful, fun year. And then he had a heart attack and he died. And it was just so sad. But, she was just so, and, but, but what is so precious that before he died, they had this amazing year of love and respect. <laughs> and so it's a, it's a key that you'll just never be sorry that you've learnt it. You know? It's the two ingredients that make a marriage beautiful. All right, so the guys need respect and the girls need the love. Unconditional. (laughs) Unconditional. And when we give it to each other, um, again, out of honour and out of um, the counsel of the scripture, you see amazing transformations take place in relationship. So um, there's a little bit of the, you know, the dynamics of of husband and wife um, and building this culture of honour in the home. And uh, we want to just go on and talk a little bit about family and children. We've got five um, children. Um, our eldest is 30. Um, our youngest is um, 20. 29. She's 29. And, um, and our youngest is 21. So our five children, um, they've all walked through us growing together as, as husband and wife and growing up and understanding family and how to do family, um, how to bring this honour um, into our family life. And so they've been born into um, parents who have been discovering these principles along the way. And, um, but the end result with our children now is um, they are good kids. They love their parents. They love um, each other. They get on well. And there's this culture of honour where they see the best in each other, not the worst. And that this essentially culture of honour building in your home is this focus on what's good, not what's wrong. This focus on, on, on the design and, and, the, and the, the, perp, the plan that God has for us as, as people. Because that's how God sees us. He sees our potential. He sees where we're going. He sees what He has in mind. He sees the design He has. And so when we bring that into our homes, it's just amazing in our relationships to each other. So Ephesians 6, and 1 just says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right, honour your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. And so because honour is based not on performance, God just says to uh, children and to all of us, because we're all children and we've all had or got parents still, it says that we're to honour them for their place, honour them for the position God gave them in our lives, not because of their performance. I'll just tell you a little, a quick funny story here. Our eldest daughter Anna regards herself as our experiment. Um, she thinks everything we learned got worked out on her. And so she used to joke with us about this book she'd written called The, the uh, Parental Failures. And she was adding chapters, you know, as <laughs> things came to mind from her past and where mum and dad had been 
crazily working out how to live life as, you know, in love with God and, and trying to work these God principles through. So she had this book called, um, she used to joke about her book, but all the time she maintained honor toward us. She was never angry or bitter, but she used to joke about our parental failures. But all that did for us was spur us on to, um, to, to be, and because the culture of honor was coming from, we were giving it to our children, honoring the gifts in them, honoring them who they are, um, loving them. Back from them flowed honor toward us. And uh, she said about a year ago or a couple of years ago now, she burnt the book. <laughs> she burnt the book, you know. And uh, what, a, what a wonderful um, thing that, you know, as we honor our parents, you know, there's a blessing, there's a promise with this. You know, wherever honor is, there's going to be blessing. Wherever honor is, there's going to be blessing. And you're not honoring them because they're perfect. You're not honoring them because everything's absolutely right. You're not honoring them because all the decisions they make are right. You're honoring them because God gave them that place in our life. And when we bring it into the home, it's powerfully transformational. So um, Vicky's just going to come and share a little bit more about family um, children. Yeah, I, I, I love family. It's just the greatest joy is to have children and family. And um, we've, got, um, with, uh, we've got five adult children. And, um, and um, one of our children went away, did some study, and, um, and, uh, and then did some work. And, then, and he wasn't, wasn't kind of real connected um, to us, kind of like he had a bit of a, a space there when he was kind of like doing his own thing, and he was a bit cynical about life and about, and didn't really care about relationship too much. And so he came home for um, a year, and um, and Annie was at home with us that year, and it was just the Tawi and I and, and and our son and Annie, and we all just chose to um, choose to just love the son and honour him as a son, and because he's a, a, a valuable. Son, you know he's he's God's person. He's not ours to control. He's God's he's God's child, and um and we just extend grace and honor and love to him. And when he'd say the saki things back, nobody would bite. We'd just be able to go, oh, okay, John, that's that's an amazing way of seeing things, you know. <laughs> and um, and then and often I'd just be able to say, I love the way your brain brain thinks, John. You're amazing. You're an amazing thinker. You know, you 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 just love to be able to work things out, and you and you're not you, you just want to you know. I love the way your brain works. It's a real amazing brain, and just look for the good things you can speak life over, and um. And then, and so we did that um, for that year. And then he, um, and then he just slowly changed and changed and changed. And at the end of the year, he, um, he, uh, he, he just—you could see his relationship. His relationship became very. Um, he just loves us. He just lo- loves to be with us. He went away, and he wants to. He rings us. He wants to be in with us. And um, and it's like I just honoured Anna because like he, she would feel the, the the bites and stuff, but she would not bite back. She would just keep giving life to her brother too. And um and he said that um he just we recently said, Mum and I'm just really grateful for that year at home. I was going down a wrong track and um that really that year really changed things for me. <laughs> so you just don't know your culture of honor is just life flows through honor. You know that he says Jesus says it uh, when the, when he talks about um honor your father and mother because um, life will be well for you, and it will be long for you. So life flows through honor, no matter who it is, but just life flows through that. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Vicky. And so, look, there's many other stories with our children. It's not all perfectly calm waters. But we want to say this, that the principles of honor have actually 
transformed our children more powerfully than any control or intimidation or manipulation. The principle of seeing them as a a unique God-called person into our um, family circle and just loving them for who they are and trusting God to bring about the things that need to come forth and there at times that's what's needed. But so we just want to encourage you this morning um, as we just draw out to a close that, you know, God, in your family, if you will bring the culture of honour into your family, and of course you only have to dig into the scripture a whole lot more than what we can give you this morning. There's many scriptures through Proverbs, the Psalms, um, many stories through the Old Testament and right through into the New, which will illustrate these principles that honour is God's way. It's the, it's the culture of the kingdom. God honoured us by sending His Son and, you know, and, and loving us despite our deficiencies and putting value and worth upon our lives despite who we are. And when we bring that into our homes, when we begin to honour those around us, we begin to love them unconditionally and, and give them the honour that God says we should do regardless of performance, regardless of whether we think they deserve it, regardless if we will honour, God will do a massive transformational work. And you'll see more transformation in your children and your families through the principles of honour than you will see any other way. I guarantee it. And uh, you know, when we come together as a family now, our five children, adult children, and with, with Vicky and I, we just have such wonderful times. You know, we, we, because we're looking at the best in each other constantly and we're encouraging that, we're, we're complimenting that, we're saying, we just love that about you. We're not focusing on what they're not doing. Yes, there are still some things they're not doing. But I know that as we continue to walk this path, we'll see absolute, complete transformations. And so we just want to encourage you in your family, in your relationships, with your children, in your home, bring a culture of honour and you'll be amazed what God will do. Amen. Amen.